All righty, gentlemen, this is the five on five podcast presented by direct music service and new hot sauce. That's directmusicservice.com. Make sure you go there, get all your music. Yeah. You know, I just made a mix today and I got like seven to 10 tracks off that. We're always grabbing stuff off that and we're always fucking with Nukes Hot Sauce. So shout out to both of them. Shout out. Uh, I'm yes, one yes. of the co-hosts, Phenom, to my right down the street from me in Portland, Oregon, Jupiter Williams. The bottom left, down in the belly of the beast, playing with babies. It's Nick Lopez. Oh, Nick. That did the sound right. Yeah, that wait. sounded really dirty, man. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. Like, that, oh. is, is I it was cool? actually like playing with a child, not like in a gross way, you weirdo. Okay. okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> It sounded dirty on this end, okay? <laughs> this end is recording everything, so I'm just saying. Just saying. Oh, man. Uh, all right, Travis, you made it weird. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, our special guest all the way live from Philly, it's Matthew Law. Make some noise. What up? Oh, man. I appreciate The gun changed. Yeah, yeah. We the, just west side, look, the west side. The west side gun. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We lick <laughs> off, we lick off Griselda booms, Griselda gunshots. We lick them all off for our guests. So you turtle That's shell great. on that one though. That's I did, a- I did, I did. I was, I was kind of like a little Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Turtle shells on that one. Yeah, Metal um, Gear Solid on them. That's okay. it. All right. <laughs> that snake going snake is too much. Okay. <laughs> We have to ask our guests how they're doing. We do. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm good. As I, as I stated before, I had some baklava and some tea, so I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling great. Yeah, we feeling love good, love but he's that. nervous about this episode. He is nervous. I, I am. I'm. Uh, I've been brushing up on some past episodes. I am quite the fan of the of the whole structure of the show, Thank and I that. am absolutely terrified about what you're going to <laughs> what this matchup is going to look like right now yes i love this we're just going to get ready. <laughs> every week what we do we compare two artists head-to-head their top five songs as viewed most popular on spotify it gets weird it gets gross matthew's done his research but nothing can prepare him for the route we're about to go today oh god gentlemen <laughs> i hate this one i'm gonna start with that um in honor of paradise fever returning in honor of us playing paradise fever next wednesday in sunny tropical las vegas at on the record thanks to mr nick lopez we will be doing a battle today of diana ross versus donna summer oh what the fuck wow yo what (laughs) you should have gave this to cosmo this is not this is not right. This is not okay. Wow. Oh, okay. Let's open up the candle, oh, gentlemen. Oh my god. <laughs> Sheesh. Round one. I hate it already. Diana Ross Endless Love mm. or Donna Summer Hot Stuff. Let's mm. start with our guest in Philly, Mr. Matthew. Uh, all right. I'm gonna make this easy on myself so I can continue this thing. Um, I'm not even just gonna pick things just as a favorite or anything like that. I'm just gonna pick. Hot stuff is a hilarious song, 
anything that that <laughs> anything that has had any movie or anything that has had hot stuff in it has been a hilarious moment yeah um, i can't I, I can't actually think of any off the top of my head but i know it exists and i will give it the hot stuff just for that because it's just mm. funny mm. <laughs> it's just a funny i know it's not you know at some point, somebody in the club took it seriously, but I've never seen it that way. <laughs> that point. So I'll leave it just at that. Maybe we can, maybe we'll have like a, a, like I can really go into it for the next round or two, but for that one, I'm just going to leave it at like, God damn, that's a funny song. There's got to be a bar graph of like amount of cocaine to <laughs> of hot stuff. Yeah, that's it. You're gonna take it more seriously as the yeah. And are you in Miami? Are you <laughs> yeah. in Miami? Where are how you? And how much have you had? How many buttons are undone? How much yes. taco meat is out? <laughs> how how, how, how bell are your bottoms? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that is. Oh man. Oh. Hot stuff, uh, Neek. I'm going with hot stuff. Okay. I take it very seriously. Nick is the one. I'm the one. I take hot bottoms, stuff as a man. serious Look affair. Look at him uh, with his John's on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at you, man. <laughs> I, hot stuff is a serious ass track. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the disco stew of all like yeah it's just, honestly stew. like it's it really is a jam i know it's funny yeah. it's it's a jam in the way that like night fever is a jam like right, once right. once you actually like once you can separate the comedic value in it you're like no this is just a good song but it it takes some listening to actually like it takes some time and like i guess the right environment for you to disassociate the comedic value of that song mm. right right right, right <laughs> is that right. the song that chris farley and uh what's his name were dancing to for the audition oh for my the... god i think so oh it was oh mm. see that's why it sticks see that's what it that is way. like there's something hilarious about it and it's that oh mm. no it's like you can't you can't remove that yeah now that's it that actually that was probably never mind it's it, funny again it, that's it is it was <laughs> in my subconscious that's mm. why what i thought of Somewhere in the back of my brain, I just pictured Chris Farley with a bow tie Patrick and no shirt. Swayze. And Patrick Swayze. And Patrick what? Swayze. It was, it, was, yeah. it was him and Patrick Swayze. That was oh it. Oh, my God. Mm, That's yep. right. Wait, Next Nick, time, you, you played in the club. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, we're going to play it for sure. <laughs> it's going to get played. That's, there's no question about that. But now, whether or not I'll be wearing a shirt is up for debate. <laughs> Wait, 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 what is it? What? Oh, okay. So, we're, yeah, we're having a disco party on the 13th. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, are you keeping your vote there, Neek, or are you moving I, it around? I'm standing strong. I'm standing strong. Okay, Travis. Um, because, because we talked about movies, my movie buff is going to come out, right? Yeah. So let's stick with uh, Saturday Night Live uh, cast member, Okay. We're going to go with Adam Sandler this time. Endless Love, Billy Madison. Let's go. Yep. Okay. I see. All right. Love that. Yeah. That's uh, a good one. That's a good one. Just because. Just because. Just because. Uh, yeah. Round two, gentlemen. This fucking sucks. Uh-oh. Um, Diana Ross, I'm Coming Out, or Donna mm. Summer, I Feel Love. Starting. Oh. Starting oh. <laughs> oh. 
I feel love. Uh, I feel love. Um, I'm coming out. If I don't know if that's a Nile Rodgers song, I'm not sure. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I don't want to get ripped apart on fucking YouTube, but um, I think that yeah, it's a Nile song. Mm. It's a heat. It's a heater. I love the transition track by Four Eyes. Um, I'm coming out into the uh, Biggie and Mace. Mm-hmm. Um, and Puff. Yeah, I'm Puff. Shout out to Puff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel love is just like man um it's it's just it's hard hitting that's like early techno like that's early house like that is i feel love is um a standout yeah that's fair that's fair we'll uh we'll chalk one up for i feel love uh let's pass it to travis i'm coming out moving on Ooh, let's go (laughs) um on to matthew law um yeah i think i think i might have to go with donna on this one okay. uh that's definitely one of those records that if 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 uh if hot stuff is the the funny like disco record for me like i feel love is the is the serious like like it's the that's the that's the that's the one and also like i'm coming out it's it's such a fun record but it wouldn't be what it is to me if it wasn't for Mo Money, Mo Problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so. Right. Chalking up to yeah. Donna, I feel love. Chalking up to Donna, yep. Uh, round three. Ugh, ugh. We're Uh-oh. not on yet, gentlemen. Uh-oh. Diana Ross, Upside Down. Ooh. Donna Summer, Bad Girls. Oh. Starting with Jupiter. Beep beep toot toot. Um, Diana Ross. Okay, Matthew. I don't feel good about it though. Oh, I'm. I, I would. Uh, I'd have to toot toot. I give it toot toot. I give ass on out of here. I give it the bad. I gotta give it the bad girls. I think I just played that like a week ago. Like yeah. you can't like, and there's some great remixes as well or like oh, yeah. extended edits that go with like everything mm-hmm. and uh that I, what was it? it it was that and what was the diana ross song uh upside down upside down yeah i feel like bad girls like rocks the dance floor a little bit harder yeah and yeah yeah that's why yeah yeah that's a they both rock it. the dance floor though god damn they do god, i'm not saying one, one. does it yeah damn yeah damn yeah, it's the it's the horns like when the breakdown right like yeah before you get yeah. to like the bad girls bad girls talking about that like the oh, 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 like mm-hmm. that whole build up with the horns that's very like like one of my one of my favorite like up tempo disco records that I really don't ever get a chance to play is Rick James High on Your Love mm. and it has like that type of like like mm-hmm. almost like operatic type mm-hmm. of energy to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's that's where I'm at with it. I like that. Neek. Bad girls. Oh. 
Yeah, that's um. Wow. What's it? Bad girls. What's the other one? Uh, upside down. Fuck. Bad girls. It's 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 just got like a a sing along to it that hits every time. I'm surprised. I I will <laughs> go on record by saying I am surprised by this picnic. Um. We, we love upside down. We love upside down. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk you out of your pick. I can't pick. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. Um, this is uh, just the bridge is sick. Now that I'm like, oh god, mm. like the pre-chorus is sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking jammer, dog. Yeah. But bad girls just hits. All right. So, so good. Round four. Yeah. This is this is starting to get a become a runaway here. Uh round four, Diana Ross chain reaction mm. versus Donna Summer last dance. Mm. Oh, with Matthew Law. Can we just move on? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to talk about <laughs> it? That's this is you know what's interesting about this as like, you know, it, it, obviously these aren't these picks are coming from the top five most listened. So I'm just right. like, I'm just interested that it's interesting to me that. Uh, that that's that balance, but yeah, last dance. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. Nick Travis. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> should mention that the number one and number two for Donna Summer were hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Number one was Kygo and Donna Summer hot Ugh. stuff. Damn, Kygo again. Yeah. Kygo, Why man. call it Kygo's always man? Yeah. Kygo no, just has I the would... pulse on the the people. God yeah. damn. I need to figure out a publishing deal <laughs> or some sort of setup because like the cats in the EDM world that you get it like that get these stems or get these flips. Right. Uh-huh. It is it is quite amazing how you mm-hmm. can create a second. Uh, some some cats even creating a run for themselves outside of like, you know, uh just their their own discography and like explode way past right any of their own stuff with something that is already so relatable like a hot stuff or something like that it's pretty cool yeah this this is already wrapped up we're gonna give you a round five regardless diana ross thank you or donna summer on the radio (sighs) donna okay I don't feel good about that, though. I do, um, Donna. <laughs> yeah. On the radio, doesn't that have like a, isn't that like a two-parter? Like that has like a long buildup? Mm-hmm. On the radio is sick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that. Damn. I know, right? Dude, Ooh, hey, Colin, it. good picks, man. Hey. Yeah, that's I'm good. So, I'm surprised we haven't done that already. That yeah. feels like... That's yeah, like, that, that feels like a fun. Mickey. Like we should have been did this, but yeah, actually, we should have. I actually thought that that was going to be more difficult than it, than it was. But it's like you know, like I said, it's not our personal picks. Exactly right. You're at the mercy yeah, so. of Spotify, so mm-hmm. it makes sometimes in this scenario it makes it easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's interesting. Those first that's three rounds, though, I yeah wouldn't be upset if anybody went either way on those. Right, yeah. right. So right. really depending on the mood of the day that that could have gone either way yeah yeah, yeah. those yeah. first two three rounds were make or break and then the rest of it's kind of you know it's, yeah. it's mickey because you get the kygo and yeah <laughs> fucking kygo man well if you want nice. more difficult we're gonna give you the lightning round right now <laughs> oh god 
Uh, we're going to spice it up a little bit here. Uh, this is only for you. You pick a this or a that. Um, it gets weird. It gets gross. It starts with Nate Dog or Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'll go with Nate Dog on that. Uh, the thing about the thing about Ty Dolla Sign and that I who was I just talking about? I think I was just talking to my girlfriend about this is like the the kind of what like the the writing now today is way more straightforward yeah in the way that like you know yes. i don't think nate dog's just gonna sing at the top of his lungs just going let's have sex you know like <laughs> there's something like the story well, he did he to, did do ain't no fun though i was about to say but the storytelling it ain't no fun that's true is like that's the thing is that like, is you true. listen to the back and forth for regulate you listen to like yeah you know even was storytelling like, in it it's storytelling in yeah. it, man, and it feels like it. I don't think Ty Dolla Sign has hit that stride yet with that because of the kind of pop, rap, hip hop space he's been in. Mm -hmm. But like Ty Dolla Sign's dope. Two of my friends are in his band. It's good oh, people. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Foxy Brown or Lil Kim? Ooh, that's funny. Somebody just posted about how Defunct just posted on Twitter, not to take anything away from Foxy that the all of like her early flow came from Jay-Z. Yep. But then you think about all of Damn, so it's like big. almost like a it's almost a Jay-Z versus Biggie. It is. Yeah. Uh, uh I'll, I'll I'll go with Kim on this one. I'll just go with Kim on this one. Yeah, I'll, it's, that it's New really York. Like, do you like Hope? that New York? Like, do you like yeah. Hove or do you like Big? Yeah. That's really all this right, is. right, yeah, right. Matthew right. Law said, "Fuck Hove." I want to hear. I want to hear. <laughs> the, I, I, want my five, I want my five hundred K. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear the uh, Jay Z demos for Foxy. For the way Foxy. Oh my uh, god! I do too. Demos. Him, him rapping both verses on like "Ain't No Nigga" would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would yeah. be like that. Would be crazy as yeah. shit. And Foxy was what like sixteen. Yeah, yeah she's like put that out. That's crazy. She in the interview, some wild shit. In the interview in Fade the Black, and when he was just like, um, she was like in the studio, and he was like, "I've been sinning since you was Barbie and Kenan." And so she like how she lost her mind there. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, she ain't right now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing against anything that she did after that, and also her, you know, not eighty percent of rap is like. Well, I would uh, reference the uh, the evidence line uh, from Dilated when he goes, uh, it don't matter how dope you write or look, MCs without a voice should write a book. Like, mm. her vo mm -hmm. perfect voice, great right. voice. But yeah, I I'm going to go with Kim on this one. Also for voice. Um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Shout out to oh, Dilated. Calvin yeah. Harris, yeah. Soldier Boy. Calvin Harris, a soldier boy? <laughs> um, uh... It's so weird. <laughs> uh, I really like Calvin. How is Cal, how is <laughs> Calvin? Calvin <laughs> Cal Harris. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about hanging with, with the baby earlier. Just yeah. That. No. <laughs> uh, Calvin Harris Colors is a classic kind of like disco-y funk record to me that I will always play. Um, I'll go with I I don't know Soldier Boy is, as a as a musician to me isn't like that's not 
really i don't know with that so it's uh as far as influence obviously but yeah i'll go with calvin on this you know i'm gonna bop more to a calvin record mm-hmm. maybe not so much like i found we found love or anything like that but definitely his his current disco revival era is really nice i wonder if we'll look at like we found love the way i look at some like rap music i hated that <laughs> came out between like 2004 and 2008 <laughs> Yeah. Like and now I love. I wonder if I'll ever look at like certain EDM songs and be like, damn, I hated it at the time. But now it's like I wonder. I wonder. We found love is going to be like, could be this generation's well, no, because it it wasn't the same time span, but like share, do you believe in love? Like right. You know what I mean? It's like you play it again and it's like, but it's a different context for share, but it is in that kind of vein of like, now we got to, like, I'm not going to have any love for like Usher's DJ got us falling in love again 10 yeah. years from now. Cause I didn't have it when it came out. It sounds dated. Yeah. It yeah sounds very. But like we found love is like Donna summer. I found love where it's just like, mm-hmm. a, like an epic kind and it's of Rihanna. Yeah. And Does it's Rihanna, Rihanna really go out of style? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't so. think so. But that's a that's a whole topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want no smoke with the Navy, man. And I'm part of that too. So come on. Even though she stole that from Jay Davy, I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it was a Jay Davy. It was a Jay Davy Navy before it was a Rihanna yep. Navy. Let's just leave it at that. Yep, I heard about <laughs> that. Uh-huh. Uh, Beastie Boys. That's um uh, i'll stick with brian because sucker mcs is one of the great sucker mcs to me for the 80s which i did not grow up in feels like gr- grinding which is the 2000s which i did grow up in which is like cosmo and i talked about that before is it's like just the most bare bare bones track with the, that is harder than anything else that is out at the time so obviously beastie uh in the especially going into the 90s and everything uh and i actually listened to more beastie boys when i was younger than i did run but then when i was like i love hip-hop now like <laughs> like 11 12 years old um and finding it out on my own uh it's definitely run run dmc for me oh yeah steely dan or gangstar I heard this one on the other podcast. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just gonna stick it to like what I what I uh, I didn't really grow up listening to Steely Dan. I had to find out later, but anything that has to do with like '90s or 2000s, like real like '90s hip hop for the most part, I'm probably gonna rock with heavier because I found that out almost completely on my own. Mm. so just probably gangstar for me yeah mm-hmm. also fun there's a dj premier told me a, a fun story about guru that <laughs> no big deal yeah, no, yeah that's what i'm no, saying it's whole, just really glossing over this like it's no like, it's it was it was a funny he was it was just him talking about like this uh i opened up for him a few times and he was talking about this story of like guru was talking to this girl and um she was like angry or something like that about something. Um, it's I, I think it's not like a crazy story or anything like that. Um, but like she came in and just talking to Guru all angry and stuff like that. And Premier like came up to, uh, to was like, yo, yo, calm down. It's like, what? You don't even exist. 
you're magic. Poof. And like that in his face. I just thought it was a funny story. But, yeah. Yo, see a premiere say that to a customer is amazing. Yeah. No, he didn't say that. She said that to oh, him. She said that to him. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, it's hilarious. It was hilarious. It was like, it's like, you're magic. Poof. <laughs> exactly how I do it. And like hearing Premier doing his raspy voice was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that happening and all of that hip hop being taken away right at that moment. Just, oh, just yeah. like it worked. <laughs> you don't even exist. Oh my God. Yeah. Have, really have, premier doesn't wait, exist. wait, yeah. wait. Have y'all been watching So What's Up? he has a short a youtube shorts that he does breaking down the like the like all his beats from like certain beats that he's done Mm. from the 90s like giving a salute to the floppy disk and he it's not like he did i think he did mass appeal and like did crookman dodgers and stuff like that but then he was like oh you know let's talk about the janet jackson together again flip i was like oh my god oh yeah (laughs) it's the greatest like one of my top top three like R&B hip hop remixes of that time for me. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. You should check that out. It's on called on uh, So What's That's Up. So What's Up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Philly ass pick the Roots or N R D. Philly ass John pick. Philly ass John. That's a bad John. Oh my God. Um, N E R D, not the Neptunes, but N E R D. Um. Yeah, that is a really, really tough one. Um, another situation where I found out about stuff on my own growing up, I didn't know, like, my first concert, just to give you context for, like, my first con. Oh, wait, that's a question later. Sorry. That's gonna I'll leave that out. It's oh, going to happen. Hey. Sorry, it does have to do. Okay. So, see, I did my research. I did my I research. Know, that's like what matters. That. You know like what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So... Uh, I'm going to go with NERD um, just because I think that, that, you know, I still have my beat up copy of In Search Of and like on wax. And it's just something about just as simple as like something like Run to the Sun that always speaks to me in a certain way. But yeah, it's like, you know, coming up and something, something about NERD to me is so reflective of like re- 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 continuously returning to uh self-discovery mm, mm-hmm. every album feels different because pharrell chad you know shay and everybody like just want to keep on growing and keep on changing even in the last album with like uh um lemon and all that stuff on there it was almost like the eight the way they they used the 808 was like a member of the band it almost felt like that. So, you know, doing stuff like that, you know, Black Thought's still one of my favorite rappers of all time, top, top three. But, you know, if we're talking about music as a whole, yeah, I have to go with NERD. Okay. Zap or Gap Band? <laughs> I'm going to go with Uncle Charlie on this one. I'm going to go with Gap Band on this one. Oh, um, Yeah, I, I, you know, another thing that, like, if we're talking about how the new generation of people have experienced Charlie Wilson, like I saw someone tweet today, somebody said, Charlie Wilson was in Gap Band and somebody like the tweet above it, the tweet, the tweet above it said, said, who raised y'all? I think it was from, it was from, it was, it was from Chuck English. 
also also uh just because and this has said this is just for charlie alone i did this is a very very specific story it's short but it's very specific so i i you know pre-pandemic i was uh djing for jasmine sullivan and we did a show on the tom joiner cruise okay yep and like you know radio personality whatever so there's a bunch of like r&b groups on it um on the cruise and charlie wilson was on stage and he had an entire led blazer that that said like outstanding on it and said like like all this stuff like lyrics like it said ooh we like across his <laughs> like he he had a full blazer and his band had belts or like some like something around the guitar strap. it was so retro futuristic yo he he wins it like you know because that's how the and, Gap Band like, was, man. They were right, so right. out there, too. That's yeah, nuts that he's, like, still on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, he's <laughs> definitely... He's he's ooeeing to the... To the, oh, gosh, <laughs> to the wheels fall off. He's ooeeeing. Uncle, Uncle Charlie. That's yeah. funny. Uh, clips or Mob Deep? Ah, another another generational thing for me. So, I'm not, for this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Clips. Just because... Uh, yeah, back to grinding being like an opening of mm. my brain at a certain mm. point. And Lord Willing came out in 2002. I was in the ninth grade. Mm. So it's very much like formative year type of thing. So anything, yeah. anything that I discovered between 14 and 17, I'm going to just ride with really, yeah. really hard because that's when I was really, really like, I'm going to start buying records and I'm going to start you know going in also pushes a cocaine thesaurus like yeah he is it's just you know it makes sense it's it's just like any type of way that you could rap about powder is coming out of that man's face and still yeah. doing it and still doing it it's, yeah, it's been a very long time yeah <laughs> and it's still like <laughs> i like your cadence with that one like you're almost you're exhausted but you respect it like it's been so long <laughs> yeah like i'd have been if, first of all if i even had the ability i'd be I, I'd have, i just would gassed out on it not yeah. out of like repetitiveness but because i'm just not that creative to do it to the extent that somebody like him can do it Right. right so it's yeah it's been so long and i really <laughs> can't believe that i'm still like this is still so fresh and yeah good. Oh, crazy man yeah uh yeah. Shade or Aaliyah. all right so now the reverse so for me it would be but actually technically speaking same concept i found out about Shade like in high school just kind of like I, of course i knew like smooth operator and stuff like that but um yeah, I'm gonna go with Sade and just the also the band. Like, I mean, it's just like yeah, like Stuart Matthewman and like that mm. band, everything that they brought to the table. I I picture the Aaliyah videos, but I picture the one live show. Um and how I could the one oh, I forget what it was. I don't know if it was like the 90s or something. I have I have it like ripped on my laptop or something, but it was some Sade live show in the 90s that constantly um, 
I think it's, is it a crime? They, every time around her birthday, they show the one thing where she's like, uh, my love is taller than an empire state. And it's like her and like, she has a, like some sort of like pleated crop top situation or whatever. And it's just mm -hmm. so iconic. It's like that sticks in my mind in a certain way. And I also, you know what? SoundCloud producers ruined Aaliyah for me, probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, that's uh yeah. Shouts out to Selection, everything that they've done, but Jesus. Like <laughs> everything is every sample. Mm -hmm. Everything Dang, has Aaliyah man. vocals over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and that is where I stand on that. So shout out. <laughs> Oh, man, I really thought I was alone in that sentiment. No, no you definitely <laughs> not. Um, I'm surprised not that we enough. haven't talked about that on this. Yeah. Because it sounds like I, I'm going to be like, <laughs> oh, fuck, I did this. I shouldn't have did I, I don't want to sound like a hater. Yeah. That's really it. I don't want to sound like a hater. But, but that, that sound is just kind of tired physically. It, like, I get tired listening to it. Yeah. Okay. It's fair. sleepy. It's sleepy. I did I DJ with this one guy, this some art gallery thing pre pre pandemic, and he was a newer DJ, and he played like everything that kind of sound like it was pretty much forty five minutes of side chain compression, like it was just like everything was pumping to the point where I, I think it like actually might have messed up like my equilibrium and I might have tripped. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. crazy because it does like yeah new DJs who came up like started around whatever that window is. Mm -hmm. that's what they play mm -hmm. yeah just mm -hmm. everyone saw the catronada boiler room and was like i want to try that yeah and, no 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 yeah no. yeah dude that's kind of like it's pivotal we'll have to talk about that eventually because uh we have to talk about the the the, the good and the bad that came from that moment yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. nobody i feel like nobody talks about the bad <laughs> if they, they do they not, just, not they on just, record they just everybody just talks about the uh the people dancing around him yeah right like as far it as is the bad best boiler rooms for people watching. it really is it oh, is yeah. it's really good there's a super cut there's a super cut with it i think somebody did a super cut and took the sound out and it was just like like uh kind of like the uh sneaker squeaks and stuff like oh, that my oh, God. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, those are my favorite it's really good it's really good <laughs> yeah. or like when they like add like the breathing yeah 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 so funny i find that joy. yeah that did really spiral like a whole generation of producers which is fucking oh crazy. yeah it like, did uh, yeah we see it's just people are making tracks like that that just no one listens to like there's so much of that where it, it just gets swept under the rug like mm -hmm. really dope shit was done by like Tronada, you know where yeah. you go i just want the og like didn't we just who did we just talk to about this where we were talking about like don't try to sound like Tronada. like nobody's gonna be yeah. nobody's gonna be oh. impressed that you made a song that sounds like a Tronada song right right Right, right, right. We right, just right, this right. notion got brought that up. Goshfather? I think it was Goshfather, yeah. We talked to him about where he was yeah. talking about just like stick true to yourself and be like um original because yeah. like trying to jump on the wave, like you're not gonna be nobody's gonna single you out and be like, Yeah, that guy's sick because he sounds like that guy. Right. He's like the best right, right. now. Right. But yeah, that generation for that moment, like the combination of K Tronada's boiler room with selection kind of 
finding that those SoundCloud producers, like the height of that became like it started a whole generation of like people DJing on these like cheap controllers, mm-hmm. playing ripped SoundCloud songs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's good because obviously like it's good that DJing is so accessible and people are digging for like harder to find music, but like really they're just for the most part, somebody listens to selection, they find the track list, they find those songs they youtube to mp3 them (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and now they're playing 92 kilobit track mp3s in public not even a 128 yeah out here playing just 92s yeah out in public putting their little controller on top of a perfectly good system yeah and um but i don't want to like also like the accessibility of DJing should be celebrated. I remember having to like save up all of my fucking money for years just to have turntables and a mixer and then have to spend my money on records. Like, mm-hmm. and then when Serato came out, like now I got to spend my money on a laptop and like all of these things were huge hurdles that like really were like, never mind testing your like ability it was testing your like fucking mental fortitude to be even become a dj <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. to have to work and save and still want to do it like two years later after you just got turntables and now you still have to get a mixer like we took we touched it we touched a soft spot huh I guess, <laughs> this but, is well, it right now no i know no, i feel the same way i feel the exact same way and i feel like as far as a um i, I think that what does accountability accountability look like in the internet age as far mm-hmm. as like everything being like or or authenticity what does that even look like you know what is that what is any of that and it's like that takes if if you're spending so much time looking at everybody else and pulling from everybody else how can you figure out what that looks like for yourself yeah and these kids aren't taught to do anything but scroll and look at everything else and I'm, i mean i i fall victim to the same shit you know and it, we but i do, just yeah. yeah we all do it's just like figuring out exactly what that looks like for you as an individual and just recognize and you know nothing's new under the sun but like at least be able to pull away a few degrees of separation create a few degrees of separation from you and your influence so it can be something unique to yourself you know yeah mm-hmm. and i mean I, I, not that like it's not to diss joe k and andre power they're amazing mm-hmm. at what they do at finding shouts out the hooligan too yeah mm-hmm. hooligan and that whole hooligan. like that whole crew like there's so many like there's a few of them like but i mean i know those are the two big ones but like Mm -hmm. shout out to those guys because like it takes work to get out there and find some like lesser known producers um and then curate what it becomes your sound like people refer to that as the selection sound Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that remix indie producer sound like it's not it's it's coined by like five people (laughs) like the sound is defined by like five producers yeah but it's all curated by joe k and andre and hooligan and like so yeah i mean that's really like a yeah no sorry go ahead no you're good i'm just saying like it's 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 cool like that that's a thing that you can like kind of coin your own sound by by purely through curation but now like 
the following well not even now i feel like we're talking about this hella late like nobody's really like it's not yeah 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 (laughs) i think i think all this is relatively understood amongst anybody who's been djing for more than like five or six years like it's like they're they're kind of already i think different people are off it and because they realize they're like hmm i'm playing all this stuff like you know i'm playing these producers that are like underground and like even the people that like you know someone like Sango or you know people who uh like in producer artists like Miss Sago and people crossed over in that way like Smino and Monty Booker and like all that who were all big up Gold Link first mixtape yeah the biggest one Mm kind of already pulled away from Mm uh what is the core quote-unquote essence of that sound and uh and they've all been in some way shape or form better for it because it's Mm -hmm. you know that like you start with your you start with a like a bigger um a bigger thing and then keep on uh compressing it until it comes becomes a diamond in a way you know right yeah so that's that's what i mean like the good and the bad that come with that yeah you get a lot of shitty djs that start playing out too early (laughs) and then you get like djs who like it's cool to be able to just get three hundred dollars and be able to fucking dj like that's cool yeah Yeah. so it's 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 a double-edged sword and uh those who stuck with it usually turned out to be djs with like unique taste and that's kind of cool too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely definitely it's kind of like the the ultimate genre for bedroom djs right yeah i mean oh i'm sure like with the twitch thing like and especially with so many people I think it was a conversation like on the road podcast or something like they were talking about like Twitch DJs going into like the club and like, are the Twitch DJs going to take like the club DJs gigs? And it's like, well, if you notice, like most of the Twitch DJs are playing stuff that you kind of would ne- wouldn't necessarily listen to mm-hmm. in a club, like definitely not someplace in Vegas or like any of the for bigger sure. markets for, you know, that uh, it doesn't cross over or translate in the same way. So I'm sure over the pandemic, like, and coming out of it, anybody who popped up off on Twitch who is going out and, like, might be getting some gigs somewhere or, like, possibly getting a rude awakening mm-hmm. of what the crowd actually wants to hear because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, that's cool. Like, you're, this Doja Cat remix is is dope, but, like, nah, give us the original because me and my girls and we got our best red party over here and we want to rock you yeah, know 100 percent. yeah if you're playing two minutes of an eight bar doja cap doja cat in acapella loop people are going to be like yo like fuck this like give me that, give me that. like yeah. it's so confused like it's a, it's it's one of the reasons why i've spent so much time focusing on making my own parties because people are the attention span is like mm-hmm. my my new yeah. you know you just mm-hmm. got kind of be able to build it but yeah i'm almost afraid to get into the next one because we had such okay. a conversation on that <laughs> prince or michael jackson <laughs> um i'm going to go with prince for reasons that i think i'm still continuing to discover as i get older like Michael, I feel like as a whole, for me, for me, it doesn't. This is gonna sound kind of weird, but like, 
it doesn't really get like discography for me doesn't really go past bad in a way like it's kind of like the the when you get into the new jack swing stuff and everything like um but like when you get to by the time you get to black or white i'm just like i'm good <laughs> you know <laughs> clearly speaking to a wider audience but an audience that i don't necessarily like i can't completely in in my sets and in the house i won't really be and i was a huge michael fan as a kid you know like i had a, a friend around the corner who um uh who had uh was was that history what was the uh history what the double but, disc the double disc but then like he had moonwalker on vhs but then he also had like some other collection of music videos or something that was moonwalker. that was fire moonwalker came out with the bad with bad album yeah that came out with bad, bad. Mm-hmm. yeah, was, yeah a, i know so what you're talking that, about because yeah. i had that vhs and it had right. like up until i don't know like earth song or whatever mm-hmm. um, i think i want to say it came out with history though like yeah it was a vhs and it started with like um rock with you and then or don't stop right. till you get it off and then it went to, oh that one yeah yeah, yeah. that one yeah, that's yeah, the history that, i want to say that's one. the history mm-hmm. tape right yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah that's the Damn, one I, I watched that thing till the wheels came same. out like right like, broke. right same so it was that it was that and moonwalker that we had like we would just watch back to back yeah um so i thought like you know that's cool but like watching prince concerts now like you know uh seeing the sign of the times concert and like just seeing the musicianship and just the, there's other stuff that me and my me and my girlfriend were talking about about like which is a larger conversation around like personal life and you know yeah all that stuff uh but as far as music is concerned like Ballad of Dorothy Parker is a is a moment for me where I was just like and even finding out like oh the whole thing was mixed in mono and like listening to a podcast with uh was it Suzanne Rogers was his engineer or whatever like talking about uh you know everything that went with that and the fact that like outside of I would die for you all the drum programming is him doing it by hand and shit Mm. like that like him drumming it out on the Lin drum like drumming it out by like fuck all the finger drumming now (laughs) finger drumming on a on a on a on a linear sequence like you know just going in like that that's pretty crazy you know if you mm-hmm. think about that you know shouts out to michael's beatboxing but like <laughs> you know it's a it's a I, i'm gonna go with prince on this one that's that's a, a pretty unanimous for what we've had we're what <laughs> yeah. five episodes in now yeah. and everyone's kind of across the board the same as what what you've said like yeah when it comes down to the artist the actual musician mm-hmm. man everyone I, it's it's tough to find somebody that could battle prince throughout the history of music right i you feel like uh, even clapton i think there's that clapton quote is it that said it um somebody asked him what it felt like to be the greatest guitar player on the planet and he's like <laughs> i don't know ask prince yeah 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 yeah. That's, that was it yep um but you're right like and i think it's gonna happen soon i think pretty soon and it sucks because he's not here to defend himself but we are gonna have a conversation about prince's personal life here pretty soon. oh it's getting oh there's a, it's coming there's out a few soon. little i have a feeling yeah. that's gonna happen soon i saw, really yeah. i saw a tiktok clip of somebody talking about it and i was like i know exactly that's it that's that's the clip that like, i saw I mean, it's it's i've it's it's all public knowledge it's out there yeah for real 
Yeah. 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 That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, because that's like, we, I, it's a I deep feel like dive, we, and I just it, don't feel like we're the people. Sign of the times, right? Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's a nico that's a good point yeah like you know if um, we're gonna have the conversation it should expand beyond like yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah let's ask the question that we ask every episode here let's do it outcast or hall and oats <laughs> what would Co- cosmo say as a philadelphian i don't know uh... <laughs> or less come on, come on guys uh yeah, I'm gonna go with Outcast on this one. Uh, once again, uh, actually, almost wore. I, I have a. I went to Art Basel one year, and it was when they did the display of all of um, Andre 3000's uh, jumpsuits from oh, when yeah. they did, uh, did that tour. So and yeah, I ha- and I have the one that says "Art or Fart." Nice. <laughs> Wait, you have it? Almost, yeah, I have that shirt. I have it. Yeah. Have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's drying right now. Like yeah. the physical shirt, you have it. Yeah, like the jumpsuit. Yeah. Not the jumpsuit. No, so so they oh. had merch at the display. Oh, no, I don't have the jump. <laughs> no. I was like, yo, no, 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 no. That should be I'm a museum, kid. You know, I, I got outcast gear. Like. No, 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 not that. That would be crazy. No, they had, but, but it's it cool dope, that they had, Yeah, yeah, it was a cool. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with outcast. Um. Yeah, I I mean, for me, that's a no-brainer. I don't really know how to describe that for for me outside of, like, I don't know, what was I, like, 13 when Miss Jackson came out or something? Mm-hmm. But, like, something, something, and not even that, obviously, you know, what, what, hearing the, that, the, that horn stab on Get Up, Get Out, like, oh, like, yeah. It's like ah, I don't know. I don't know. There's like a little bit of everything to it, along with like organized noise. And, mm-hmm. You know, the, the whole dungeon fam. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Outcast on that one. There's no wrong answer. That's uh, <laughs> that's the culmination of the lightning round. Um, I have an abundance of questions for you. Uh, let's just start from the top. Tell us about friends and fam party. Yep. Cool. Um, so yeah, I started friends and fam in 2000. December 2013, whatever that third Saturday was, uh, it came about because I was doing this party called Fish Tank when I used to go by DJ Fish. 2013 is also when I won Red Bull Freestyle, the East Coast Finals, and or I was the East Coast finalist or East Coast champ, and then I was third place nationally. Um, when it comes to Philly right now, and when it, even during that time when it came to DJs, like the people that come from the kind of technical side of DJing and like party rocking in that way has shifted so much. I think it's shifted everywhere. And that's a larger conversation about celebrity DJs and like mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I was doing pretty okay at home um, and traveling like between New York, Miami. Uh, at, that, at that point, uh, by that fall, I went to I went and played some gigs in France, and when I came back, um, uh, a mutual friend of of me and this guy Taib, uh, Taib linked me with her. She became my manager, and she also managed Questlove. So I started doing a bunch of gigs with Quest, 
during that time for like the next three or four years. So I was like, I was doing okay. And like a lot of the homies around me were like, man, you know, I'm like in this bottle service club doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then also when I was doing the gigs with Quest, it was like, I would have some friends who would come out and they would come out like five minutes before I got off. Cause he, people who know, know him, he likes to do marathon sets. You, I'll play for like an hour and a half. He'll play for like three and a half hours mm-hmm. till the end of the party for everything. Like, like we did like a Viacom holiday party or something like that. And he was just, you know, I played for a little bit and he was running late and still played like four hours. <laughs> I, I left. I was like, I'm good. He just likes to, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, but he, so because I was like, yo, I'm never like headlining with him. We're not rocking back to back or anything. I wanted to start a party where whoever's rocking with me, it's a four hour night. It's 10 to two. I'll play the first hour. They'll play the second hour. Then it goes half hour, half hour, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, three for three, just to the end of the night and set it up for any homie who's like, yo, I'm, I'm stuck playing. And at the time it's like, you know, they might not be able to go and play a Catronada if remix or something like that somewhere it's like okay well you can do that here and it was at this mm-hmm. spot called uh kung fu necktie uh and we we're there for uh till 2018 from 2013 2018 i started part- partnering with okay player uh to do it in new york at baby's all right we did that there and a few other spots for a little while um then i partnered with uh former uh uh colleague slash pseudo manager for a little bit as far as growing the party uh and we parted ways in right before the pandemic but we went from kung fu necktie and then brought it to this spot warehouse on watts uh which used to be 923 which is the place if you know anything about philly and philly dance music that's the place coined for inventing the wu-tang so as far as that dance is concerned sega used to be sega Sega used to be a uh, Sega used to be a resident there. DJ Sega used to be a resident there. Also, another West Philly native. We didn't know until we were in our uh, early twenties that we grew up eight blocks away from each other. Oh, mm. Pretty crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, and he's he's played the party. Sega, like, do your research on that blockhouse shit because yeah. bro, Rick Band, yeah. DJ Sega. Yep. All of yep. That. Yeah. That's a whole other episode though. Keep going. That's a whole yeah, I'm about to say that's a whole thing. Yeah, like yeah. But uh yeah, so I you know, I uh kept on trying to, you know, continue to grow the party and we just had some crazy dope guests, man. Like uh a lot of people from within the city. Uh Sonny James who's like, you know, one of one of like like an older brother to me in a lot of ways. We're an ill vibe collective together. He now works at Serato. Um, he's you know been a guest a bunch like as far as local or people who were local at the time um him uh Lil Dave also in the crew uh DJ Lean Witted who now goes by Bobby Flowers DJ Silo um DJ Heavenly there was all like local cats but then we had Benji B for his only Philly gig ever um the hooligans played twice uh Miles Medina once um dj moma from everyday people oh moma mm-hmm. yeah moma moma's played one of my favorite moments of the party ever because i used to always end it like pre i guess on social media it became a big deal to be like oh why are all these djs playing tevin campbell can we talk and i was just like 
man, I've been doing that shit. <laughs> like, I've been ending parties with that or most deaths to panties for, like, de- a decade. Like, that's yeah. always, like, or, like, a mix of anything around that, like, Drew Hill Beauty or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, Travis so. Said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm already playing, though, but. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout I'm out, Drew Hill. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but one of my favorite ways the party ever ended, MoMA made this edit of sweetest taboo with water no get enemy and it was it was just so per because it's just the drums from he just quantized it so like or just like you know mashed it together so it's the drums from sweetest taboo with water get no enemy like for the for like a full four minutes and then it goes into sweetest taboo so it's like this long extended edit mm. i was like this is this is like literally serene like it's like this serene moment of like no everybody was dancing with everyone it was beautiful um so like it was a really great moment uh and then pre-pandemic it kind of uh i guess the biggest we had like the the venues the venue only is like 700 cat so we throughout the night i think with people walking in and out because it probably got a little bit too two packed we had probably like 850 or something like that but it was jeff it was jazzy jeff and myself going back to back and it just created like you know uh, a new environment for myself to play um just so you know i'm kind of the the um the constant and the guest gets to be the variable Mm -hmm. so if they go to left or to anywhere which rarely happens I'm always like kind of bringing it back to center for the, you know, the Philly crowd or wherever we're at. But for the most part, everyone's always brought it. And it's been great. You know, it's been a great thing. So eight years this December, you know, this. Damn, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we did one uh, virtual live stream for the seven year anniversary. Um, It was uh, uh, myself, Sonny, Caper and Miles. And yeah, Miles and I like really, we've only got to play together in person once at this party, but like just just another person, we were talking about uh, Four Colors Act earlier, but like, like Miles is another person who like all of their ability matches how great of a person they are. Mm-hmm. Like this is great, this is a great, great human being. Mm-hmm. and great energy to be around always really fun like you know I, I don't know anybody who has any like one bad thing to say about him and uh it'll be great to have him have him back uh soon so yeah I mean that's a, you know the long and the long of it I guess <laughs> yeah. as far as the party is concerned but yeah eight years crazy when's the next time you're gonna yeah. do the party uh December third week of December okay yeah third week of December in Philly at Warehouse on Watts I think it's December 18th and um yeah I've been doing kind of this uh subsidiary party under the like the shortened FNF brand called IRL I started at uh at uh the I guess legendary Silk City um saying the the venue that uh was it Diplo and oh Diplo and Sia and um yeah they named it after this this venue gotcha yeah it's it's Philly But it's like a, I mean, I turned I turned twenty one DJing in that venue. It's like yeah. A spot so what's up been, with that venue? Why is that venue so iconic? 
Um, well, I don't know what necessarily for Diplo, but um, it's technically, and Red Bull did a really good article about this. It's technically where Neo Soul actually started. Mm. Because um, people talk about it for like the five spot and Black Lily and like all that stuff. But like the the real start of it was with, with King Brit and a party called Back to Basics. Mm, and okay. that started in the late 80s, actually 88, um, 88, 89, maybe. And actually, when Co- Cosmo was talking about on the show before, King gave him like one of the like an early start that he would he became a resident for that party. Gotcha. I guessed it at that. So that was like 80. Eight to, I don't know. I think it was like 93. I'm not sure if how because because King ended up uh touring with Diggable Planets. Um, but it came back around 06, 07, because Silk City closed for a little bit and reopened, mm-hmm. got a new owner, and I started guest DJing. I played there when I was like 19 or something like that, and then started guest DJing more often with King and some other events. And that ended up taking over the Monday uh, when uh, King and Dazia, the other DJ uh, who co-founded it, start, uh, stopped doing it. And myself and my friend Ron Clark, we took over it for a little while. And that was just kind of always in the, in the circle with that. Like I used to intern at Larry Gold Studio in one of the rooms uh, next to the Roots Room. Mm. So that's four blocks away from Silk City. So even when I was underage and I wasn't DJing, I would just walk down there on a Thursday night that we used to be the really popping night. It was called Mo Money, No Problems. And you just walk down there and just experience like everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And at, on the same side, that's on it's on 5th and Spring Garden and right off of 12th and Spring Garden, either 12th or 13th was where the Mad Decent office was. Mm. So it's like all of that was right there in Philly. Gotcha. That makes sense then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been doing a party there and it was really, really popping before uh, the Vax card mandate. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, it's part, I think the first one we were back, it, it, we started at 10 and the dance floor was filled, filled by like 1040. Wow. So it's pretty, it was pretty solid, which is like always a good feeling for like, you know, you wait for it to fill up for an hour and then like everybody wants to be fashionably late and you see the mad rush or whatever but like to see people just come early was really dope but now we're like trying to figure out what to do with the vax mandate situation and, mm-hmm. which is definitely for the best mm-hmm. but you know of course it hurts yeah i actually got to play one of those mad decent mondays at silk oh City. dope yeah i think yeah. It, it was me joe and i think i think shifty was on it Oh, I dope. He was the guest. I it's been a, a hot minute, but yeah, that place is great because you can go grab a bite right there, like right in the so that was fluid, right? So uh, so fluid not or was that oh no, that was when it was when it was at Silk City. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, at Silk City. Because it used to be at one point it was a fluid nightclub too, rest in peace. Yeah, you know? but yeah, yeah, dope. Yeah. Yeah. And they had like bomb ass food and it's like mm-hmm. a like a train car right basically yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like a trolley car situation and the the one room is probably like a 250 cat um for where the lounge is and then the other side is like an indoor outdoor uh restaurant and it's really great food it's really awesome yeah that shit yeah. 
that's yeah. that's cool. Portland needs something like that. This yeah. spot was, was hella dope. Yeah. Uh, yo, so I want to talk about Unturn. Okay. Um, yeah, because I love it, and and I love the video that you did with it, and I want to know man. like what artists inspired you sonically when you made that. It's a good question. Um. I think around that time I was listening, interestingly enough, Prince a little bit. Um, I, there's a DJ, who did that remix? It's not DJ Rashad. It's a, it's a juke, it's a footwork remix. I think it's Tracksman. He did a footwork remix of Sexy Motherfucker. Mm. And it's uh, like 70 BPM or whatever, 140. Um, and I was just ch- chopping up drums and stuff i was like yo i made that right around the time of lockdown um and was holding on to it for an ep that is uh coming out in february so look out for that um and that is actually that song is actually going to be on the ep uh we were planning on releasing a little bit earlier but we're moving some things around um but yeah, I was I was listening to a lot of that. A lot of broken beat has always kind of been in the back of my mind as far as like drum programming, even though it's more straight, that's more of a straightforward mm. thing. And uh I wouldn't say I was inspired by any particular outside of like Prince and that Tracksman song, that Tracksman flip. I don't think I was necessarily inspired by any particular artist as much as I was inspired by how frustrating it was to be in the fucking house sure. and what we were dealing with, with like all the misinformation with uh, COVID and everything going on. Cause like, that's me on the, the vocals mm-hmm. um, and shouts out to my girlfriend, like my partner, she's absolutely amazing. Like videographer, filmmaker, DP director, absolutely great she you know i don't know she's she's watching right now or whatever <laughs> but um she actually just won an emmy which is really cool oh, oh shit. um yeah for yeah so yeah little little uh got a nice little team situation going but yeah she killed killed that video um and we'll be making more for the rest of the project but we were like i mean during that time we were in our apartment just like just feeling stuck. She was working on editing stuff. I was working on trying to fucking figure out what the hell to do <laughs> without any gigs. And this was like March or April. You know, I think at that time I did this, it was around the same time as I was finishing up this remix that I did for, uh, do you know Hero? It's an artist on Fool's Gold. Um, uh well a track reached out and asked me to do a remix for him so i got done that remix so i was kind of in a pocket for like oh i'm gonna do some more dance music stuff and uh uh and just ended up going in that direction with that one song and as far as the ep is concerned that's going to be the last track on the ep the rest of it is it 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 fit it fits on there, but it's it's definitely a mix of like predominantly up tempo kind of left of center dance stuff. So uh, 
so yeah more than more than anything i was just inspired by uh fucked up situation we were all in more than music i was because because even like the melodic stuff that comes in eventually for me the drums were the most like like effective way of describing how i was feeling at the time you know so no, it's really fucking good man i, I definitely Thanks, man. talk about that because uh i heard it and and initially my mind was like i heard some elements of justice of of justice cross and oh like, man that actually feel, thank you for that man like that i didn't yeah. even think about it that way but that, that that actually makes me feel really good i heard i heard some elements of channel trace you know i heard mm-hmm. like, like a bunch of dope sounds and i'm like I wonder if he was fucking with any of this when he was making it, or because I know your your music tastes are vast, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Channel Trace, uh, uh, it was definitely an influence as far as just like being able to kind of not necessarily rap, but like just flow over up tempo stuff. Him and this dude. Uh, before I heard of Channel, uh, I was listening to Goucher Lustwork. Do you know that dude? Uh-uh. Uh, I forget. I think he's from. Uh, it's it's like much more calm but in a very it's a similar similar vein um so i was listening to that stuff but also um no i just i appreciate the the justice shout because in like 0809 when all that was going on even though like <laughs> do you remember that uh their tour their tour uh documentary Mm-hmm. yeah across the universe yeah and they like lit like threw alcohol on someone and try to like light him on fire backstage i was like you guys are a bunch of fucking assholes what's wrong with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> outside of that moment um <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah, that's absolute... kind of a crazy across the universe was kind of nuts right it was kind of nuts like it just looked this, this is gonna be a uh, might be a weird thing to say it looked like it smelled really bad like the entire tour oh man I, <laughs> like just I yeah like just really, really <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> um but Did as far as the music on that tour i man i wish what's up what you, you go on the, the, you go the, to any of those shows on that tour um no uh, oh uh new year's new year's i was at the uh new year's <sighs> uh justice um uh peanut butter wolf was direct support um before that so me played their uh art director uh, yeah um, yeah willie joy opened up zebo opened up um and justice um at midnight i think they played uh next episode uh from dr dre mm. <laughs> and, um they were like we're gonna debut a new song the new song was kanye paranoid because um they had um one of the other members of ed banger helped produce that i can't remember who right now and then Mm. um, la feeds yeah or or like i think crazy baldhead did some production with that with that kanye album as well um oh no Mr., mr flash did paranoid gotcha um and then they ended their set their encore was why can't we be friends and it was the like insane like everyone went fucking insane and then it was lights on end of the night that's crazy crazy ten thousand people wow that's beautiful man yeah vegas house of blue show was not that exciting i mean it was exciting but it wasn't like that it wasn't that unique i should say yeah Yeah. that's crazy it's justice you know like it's, yeah if if 
if we were if we were going in line, I would say Daft Punk Justice. Like yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you have to in the grand spectrum of things. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Basement Jack's right there. You know, like, yeah, yeah, Audigy yeah, right there. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Definitely, man. Yeah, l- l- going back and listening to like Nazareth and stuff like that. I was like, what the? Like just the idea that just how it's mixed and just how it's just another thing like like bringing back to grinding something so bare bones Mm -hmm. while being so full Mm -hmm. is is i took an ableton course in 2015 and like the whole idea of subtractive synthesis got introduced like i was introduced to that and that idea of like starting with something real big and kind of like breaking it apart and breaking it down to like one singular tone in a certain way I was just like, damn, man, like that's definitely justice with a distortion pedal mm-hmm. and just killing it. It's killing crazy. it. And it's it's like like producing with tunnel vision, not giving a fuck about anything around you. Right. Because right. when that sound came out, it was like, okay, cool. What does this sound like? Oh, it sounds like, like Goblin from <laughs> 30 years before that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And the States is like, hey, I don't know who that is. And then it's right. like, okay. <laughs> now you go down this rabbit hole of oh there's a whole fucking team of these people that go by ed banger records right all making their own sounds but it all kind of sounds like a collective it's nothing like that has happened since like it remotely close to just being raw like that yeah 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 i i yeah definitely at that level too of like that level of influence and yeah once again shouts out to a track as far as like kind of being a, a bridge for crossing a lot of that stuff yeah. over here in a lot of ways. Um, when I think about justice, I, outside of that, I just think of like um, the Cobra Snake website. When you look, seeing all the photos from like LA, <laughs> like those parties and stuff like that, I'm like, how are, how are people even doing this? This is crazy. I was like 20. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. I don't know. Shout out to DJ AM who was right in the mix with all. Oh of yeah, and AM of course. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely another another Philly native. Rest in peace. Um, Laws Layer Radio. Yeah. Uh, you said that came as a project from the pandemic. Yep. Yeah, I needed uh, I needed an outlet, and didn't know when things were going to come back. Hmm. Uh. I was actually, yeah, another thing, uh, my girlfriend actually helped me along uh, with as far as video production, because like, that's her, that's her thing. Uh, so she helped organize like, and, and did like some of the graphics and stuff and helped me put it together. Um, but as far as music is concerned, I was like, man, you know, as far as when I'm in the house, I don't really necessarily listen to to, I listen to a lot of up-tempo stuff. I don't necessarily listen to stuff that might like go off it, you know, your Friday night, wherever, you know, place that wants to hear Pop Smoke or whatever. Um, so I was like, man, I really want to figure out if I can do a specialist show because I'm like really influenced by like the stuff out of like the BBC, like Giles Peterson, uh, you know, and, and the Giles Peterson, Benji B Philly connection is like super, super tight. I was like, you know, Giles, like honorary Philly at this point. 
I I don't know if he, yeah yes I I wouldn't be the one to say that I think yeah. you could ask like King or somebody like that but like I would say that definitely anybody that has from an artist from Philly or that has worked like kind of that soul Aquarian space or whatever they're honorary like Londoners <laughs> or whatever because like you know being on being on that uh like you know organics the first roots project coming out on top talking loud or you know or not it wasn't organics it was i don't think that came out on top maybe that came out on talking loud it was like another project that had like the session on it hmm. i don't know if you ever heard that record but it's a 12 12 minute posse cut um <laughs> with like a bunch of rappers like it's everybody quest is rapping on it everybody and it samples the one of the tracks from the mo better blues soundtrack hmm. and yeah but like stuff like that i don't know random music knowledge but um yeah so i started the radio show in lieu of that type of like in reference to that type of energy you know and to an extent i saw a lot of djs kind of gravitate towards that and djs i've never even heard of before um uh uh like before twitch like spinurita or like, you know, doing a whole broken beat vinyl sets. I'm like, why, like, why, you know, uh, I, I and, and like a lot of people out of the Bay, like doing kind of really interesting uh, sets in that way. And I feel like, I feel like it worked out for the time that it did. I wanted to expand. I think it was the second season because I kind of broke them up because once again my girlfriend the producer and then she was just like yeah you should break it up in seasons and we can like put it together like this i was like all right cool this is this is a great idea um i started doing interviews so i interviewed cosmo i interviewed a track i interviewed khalil who started uh he's a co-founder of living proof uh that's a party that started in the uk that also came to the u.s and i interviewed moma and then i think second season or third season i don't interviewed Dennis DeGroote who he's uh, a tour manager and manages this group called April Vista but he's also um he founded uh co-found co-founded movement.com which is like it was like an Amsterdam based R&B like pretty much all the selection stuff comes from like blogs like that mm. like they're like huge influences for um for Joe and Julio and Andre in that regard uh and then Nikisha um Nikisha Bailey she's a VP A&R at the the label that has Kaylani and Kevin Gates Uh, I'm so bad with like major label stuff I interviewed her just to um to round things out as far as like uh just information and not just interview DJs but also interview people in the music industry and you know just get their take on different stuff but uh yeah that was that was pretty much it the uh it was i don't know if if i do bring it back i would like to pick it up like have it pick up on like an nts or like you know you know it'd be cool if it was like a kcrw type thing that we have like we have wkdu out here but i feel like their programming is kind of full so it'd be nice to get like on like a nice internet radio situation with that but it was really fulfilling to do that because there's so much music that I don't get to play in the club that if I got booked overseas or something like that post-pandemic I'd be like yo I want to show up like that 
like the last gig I did, the last run I had before the pandemic was hit was it, I did a, a China and kind of like Southeast Asia run. And I was playing in Beijing and I realized that all of the EDM kids went from EDM to just Travis Scott style hip hop and like nothing else. Mm. And I was just like, what am like, what am I out here for? I can do that at home. Not saying like, you know, obviously the money's cool. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that like the travel, obviously travel is amazing, but like if I'm trying to create some sort of longevity with what I do, this isn't it. Yeah. And um, not saying that, you know, it's going to be, completely just me playing like you know uh you know stuff from toy tonics and uh i don't know like what's the i'm thinking of a label that i don't know some sort of indie electronic label or something like that i'm not gonna go i like i don't i don't have like some grandiose plan to completely become some alternative like only playing vinyl only sets or some shit but um <laughs> i'm and no no offense to anybody who who rocks like that obviously like for you sure. know cosmos once again bring up cosmo killing it you know doing doing the vinyl sets and not you know i would love to do it as well at some point but <laughs> i've been eyeing um, cowboy bebop this whole time yeah mm. man it's nice <laughs> it is a prized possession i just got um what did i just get the the flylo uh yasuke soundtrack it's like on a i like the it's on like this red vinyl um which actually is the same red vinyl at the same color as the Shogun Assassin uh, record store they press. That's fresh. That I think it was really dope. But yeah, um, but yeah, I want to keep on keep that radio show going at some point. It's just on the back burner now that I'm figuring out what to do with friends and fam now that things have opened up, and just working on more production. To be honest, you know, and more original production is kind of an important uh, space I'm trying to lean into. So yeah, I do. Nice. We're gonna so. pull up out of water. Uh, okay. <laughs> questions for you, Travis. Couple questions for you, and then we're gonna get this guy on this way. We gotta come back. We gotta have you back. There's yeah. so much. There's so good, man. Yeah, hands down. Um, I don't want to force anyone through a four-hour listening session. On this nah, it's all good. No, I understand. It's uh, cool. But yeah, man. Uh, I'll pass it to Neek real quick. So. <laughs> I know we said we're going to stop talking about serious things, but here we go. <laughs> Real serious things on the table to talk about because now we're talking fast food endorsements. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is, this is, these are the pressing questions that the people need to know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Matthew, you were offered a fast food endorsement with any company of your choosing. Oh, man. What is your meal and where is it? I really tried to think about this one too. And it's like, <laughs> I stay away from so much fast food that, and it's not even like I have anything really against it. It's just sorry to bother you. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say <laughs> <laughs> All right. If they could make, this is so specific. If they could make, all right. So Burger King, I love Burger King. I do love Burger cool. King. Burger King, the smokiness of the smoke, the smoky burger situation is really fire. That charbroil. That charbroil situation. What people might not realize is they also now do a Beyond Burger. They do. Yes. 
I would do. I think they're the first fast food place to have. Impossible. They do impossible. Yo, impossible. It's impossible. It is. It's impossible Whopper. I would do an impossible, like a smokehouse impossible Whopper with like, like, like a sweet and tangy barbecue sauce, the onion ring situation. What is that? Like the onion, like the little fried onion situation. Yeah, it's like an onion ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean on the burger? On the burger. Oh, yeah. That's just, yeah, the fried onions. The like fried the, onions. The deep yeah. fried onions. Yeah, the deep fried onions. Yeah. Um, I might. Cause like if I want to go for like a full barbecue situation where like, oh, like borderline like hot chicken put the coleslaw on the sandwich type of situation, right. that might be kind of fire. It might be kind of that actually would be kind of fire. So it'd be impossible burger with like the sweet and tangy barbecue sauce, the fried onions, and uh, like coleslaw on the bun. It's mm. fire. That is, yeah, I think that would be pretty damn good. I think that would be pretty. You don't see good. burgers with slaw very often, right? No. I think I think something about the the barbecue sauce and the slaw. Yeah, it's gonna be a hit. It looks like it. Like I'm I'm like looking at it right now. Like 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 ah, this might be. You're looking good. at it. You're looking at it. Somebody's looking at it and be like, they're having the same thought. That looks great. Yeah, that never looks great. Seen, I've never seen yeah. a slaw on a burger before, right. but I'm still in. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. I think that would be the, the extent. I think the fries, I would keep the same because I do like size. What burger. size are the fries? Oh, they're large. Yeah, definitely go large fries. Gotta go large. Gotta go large. Modesty um, doesn't exist here. It's, it's She doesn't yes. live here. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this burger called the Matthews Law burger? Oh my god! The the uh, it could it could be. I like that Matthews Law. Ma- slaw belongs yeah. on the burger. Matthew's yeah, slaw. Slaw. With the slaw. Matthews Matthew's slaw. Slaw burger. Yes. Yeah. Yo, We're talking fucking Brandon. Turbo puns. Yo. Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's go. Yo, let's do finish it. it. Finish us off. What's All the right, beverage? So as far as the beverage, I would. I go like a like maybe like a Barks root beer or like a very do, regional, very <laughs> very like regional. Right? Yeah, I would go with like the root beer. I would go with the Barks root beer. I was thinking for for some strange reason during the pandemic when we would go on like a little run, be like, "Yo, you want an Impossible Whopper?" I was like, "Yeah, damn right, I want an Impossible Whopper." We wouldn't be like <laughs> for some reason, we'd be like, "I think I want a Dr Pepper," and I'm like. Like I've never drank Dr. Pepper in my life, but for some reason I needed that in my life because the pandemic's been so hard. Is that like a hard like <laughs> <laughs> doctor is Dr. Pepper the hard tough. time drink? Yeah. I like I see I'm not really like a soda drinker per se. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was younger and I did, Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. was my choice. Yeah. Only when I became a reasonable adult did <laughs> I understand that bark root beer was the move yeah. see at yeah. first i thought you said birch beer which i was like oh that's mad regional that's, but that's, Bar-Troop beer. <laughs> yeah Bar-Troop beer. birch beer is like pennsylvania dutch like there's yeah. probably it's probably made with butter or some shit like I'm yeah yeah i was like shit. man that's mad for that's you. funny but a birch i got I a like, birch beer at burger king like yeah what? i was like yo we don't have those but no. um yeah yeah a barks is far more superior than a and w yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, and I also think that like it 
that kind of rounds out the barbecuiness of the yeah, whole what is situation. that about root beer with barbecue sauce or even teriyaki sauce like i love going to the True. hawaiian places and getting a fucking root beer yeah if they have dr pepper it's a second i guess it's what you got to do yeah it is but you know yeah i don't know what it is man i don't know it's like it's all the the fruit of the earth (laughs) (laughs) man i gotta tell you i think that's a great meal that that's oh man that that means a lot that means a lot man i'm gonna go i'm gonna be honest because the name because (laughs) it's an original (laughs) it's an original it's not it's all the things they have at the restaurant but they never put together and that's yeah. what makes it a good one that's a top three. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's a top three that, meal. Man. yeah i've been thinking bro that actually I mean, was off the, off the dome though like i was thinking and then everything went out the window as soon as you asked a question i was like uh yeah <laughs> what yeah. do i do that's you- a, no that's a good one usually it's people will just hit you with the regular regular a lot yeah but mm-hmm. like uh this is just my order which is kind of the point of the game yeah but yeah I like, I like getting cuss. I like to be, some people get so custom that like Burger King would have to like add a new ingredient to their menu. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. It's cool to hear. It's very imaginative, but I like the idea of like, all right, here's what they got. Yeah. This is what we got. We got, we're just going to combine pre-existing ingredients to make a new. Like, product. I want you to, I want you to season it with Baja Blast. Is that possible? <laughs> just like a completely Disgusting, made up. But yes, that's <laughs> so what we're gross. talking about. They have Baja Blast. No, they don't. That, that's well, no, no, no. I mean, but like, yeah. what are you gonna do with it other than freeze it, and right, and just serve it as a beverage? I want Duh. this beef. I want the this... beef. <laughs> so marinate in it over. <laughs> marinate it by a blast. Can you just oh, blast list? my fucking brains out? Yeah. <laughs> You got great shit your pants special. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, blast your britches. Travis. (laughs) No, we're working on a DJ biopic cinematic universe. So in this DJ biopic cinematic universe, who is playing Matthew Law? It could be anybody dead or alive, any entertainer. It could be an animated entertainer. It can be entertainment from a uh audio book it can come <laughs> oh, from a regular a voice book. actor morgan freeman <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey it could be it could it could be it could be like it should be like kevin too. hart with the voice of morgan freeman yo wait oh why are God. we all listening like it's the first time nick and i have heard this question too. i know right <laughs> he added the audio book he, he added the audio like, where can so i now, go now i'm yeah <laughs> now i'm like what audiobook reader would i have oh played? my god <laughs> what do i i was i was joking around in my head i was like mm, let's go with zane malik <laughs> oh. i don't, I, don't oh. know. I, was, I was just like i don't know like that would be, that's a new one okay we'll go with that one it was either that or i was just joking around in my head too i was just like ty mock from the last dragon <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> I like that specific. one. For a super campy one, that just like you know, it's like I'm just gonna talk really quietly and pretend that. I... Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> like that one. I don't know, just just off. I I don't have I don't know who enough people like joke around and be like you look like Drake just because I'm light skinned and got a beard. So it's like <laughs> uh, it, it's like I'm not just gonna be like Aubrey Graham, who actually probably it probably makes sense because he actually is an actor. <laughs> Zane Malik 
looks like if he put a beanie on, he could be you. Sure. That's it, what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. oh, you know. Yeah, no, he could. I'm not mad at this. He could. Right. Like, right. picture this guy with a beanie. That's, yeah, exactly. That movie's going to sell. That'll sell. Oh, That's, yeah. Can I do sure. the eyebrow? He's going to do, <laughs> yeah, the, the smolder. <laughs> I don't have the He's going to be a... Uh, Smoldering he's Scully. Yeah, he's going to be in the DJ biopic, and then he's going to be in the Drake biopic. Yeah. He's going to play Drake. This is the Kroger Drake. Yeah. Not black. <laughs> Kroger not, Drake. Not black, but passing. Passing. That's it. That's the... Oh, that's rough. Matt. <laughs> All right. We have a Spotify playlist going on right now. Five on five Spotify playlist. What song right. do we need to add? Uh, that's this one I was, I didn't really know what to think about. I can, hmm. oh, you know what's really, I really like, do you know Sam Gelliatry? No. No. Sam G. He's, Wait, he's yeah, part yeah, of, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, so uh, he, he's part of that selection sound. So, he is, but now he's kind of like a pop. He's like going into this pop space. This guy? That's yeah, that guy. So he used to, he has like a really, he has a really crazy flip of, uh, that I still play of uh, Pharrell and Kanye number one. It's really good. He's like one of those guys who, who like is, is also on, was on the side chain compression side of things, but like he's like a, kind of a virtuoso musician so he would like play really crazy bass lines and keys over stuff um so what song but um i'm trying to find what was it called hold on sam Gelliatri. uh it was on the song's called duo okay i really really like that song it's kind of like a fun like the 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 drums are kind of like Christopher Cross, Ride Like the Wind. Oh, you're talking but, to the right group of guys. Oh. <laughs> um, but it has like a very, like, it's a really, really fun pop song. And it's like, it's like, wow, Sam G's a pop star now. Like, it's like that type of thing. I really dig that song. There's a lot That's of fine. other stuff that I've been listening to. But that one, I really, I really rock with it. And I really like, he's been doing these little kind of candid video type of situation to him like playing bass and like playing like building the tracks that i feel like is really nice oh i love that like, i love when they do that stuff yeah it's really cool uh long cool. distance is the is the big one from him yeah yeah long yeah distance that was... is the song like if you if you're trying to figure out if you know him long distance is probably the song. yeah oh wait yeah. a minute i have this song yeah it, long yeah, distance. it was going around for a bit oh like, was, okay yeah yeah, that's yeah, why I was like, yeah, I yeah. know that name. Yeah, okay, I yeah. know this cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been around for a minute. I saw. Yeah, him. I know this song. I saw him, Tico, and Carmack at the Trocadero in Philly. The Trocadero, the the TLA. Carmack's a beast, man. I have a, I have a photo of him from Playlist Retreat playing drums. It was a, it was like, it was dope to hear him because, like, like on a kid. Yeah, on a kid. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was cool. How did uh, yeah. how how uh, how many times have you been to Playlist Retreat? Since the first one, yeah, I've been going. Oh, you've since gone every year one. since, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean you're in Philly, so of course. Um, <laughs> how's uh? I don't know. Tell us about it. What, what's your experience like every year? Like from the beginning to now, what's changed? Do you feel like are you as excited every year as you were for the first one? 
I'm definitely as excited. I think last year, the last one before the pandemic was just so great because that was like, like that was when you know I was hanging with Miles, hanging with Cutso, hanging with like um, Jay Espinosa, hanging with like. So uh, um, well, I mean, the first one was forty. I think forty people. It wasn't, it was really, really like tight. It was like, um, yeah, it was really, really small. And then by last year, or the last time it happened, I think it was like 110. So, you know, it was, it was, it was a lot, you know, it, it, it becomes something where, um, it's, it's kind of like, overwhelming and you kind of it's because for me it's kind of become something where like I go there and I'm open to anything but I kind of know where I'm going to grab it what I'm going to gravitate towards like I'm going to go and like see what new rolling gear is popping off I'm going to go and like go to see the, like make sure I'm at this lecture make sure I'm talking to this person as far as like the music making side of things I'm just getting to the point of being comfortable with how I make music Right. And so much of it is about that at this point. So it was nice this year, the last one in particular to like, like there was a new crop of DJs that like got invited that I think is just really rounded things out really nicely and just great, man. Like it was really great. Uh, I've, we hadn't really talked that much or seen each other outside like the Twitch streams and stuff. So it was really great to go, uh, go and play that pool party with all of us from Philly and just like chop it up. And it was really like a warm moment in like a cold time. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of these experiences, man, it's just like, you can't, you can't replicate that. You can't, yeah. you know, like it's not, it's not in any other scene. It's not in the EDM scene. It's not, you yeah. know, it's not in the trap scene. It's like, moments like with jazzy jeff playlist retreat you know it's like you have to really come to the table well versed in all fucking music you know like you have to know you have to know your shit there's no you can't buy into it you can't you know right and uh i commend you for that man because because you're you're all and uh you know we see it I see you with Nardwar and Higher Brothers, you know? <laughs> right. It's a random time. <laughs> I have a drop. I have a Nardwar drop. So oh, sick. Fucking and dope. he go and it's great. He goes do uh do 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 law law or law all <laughs> instead of and I was just like, this is insane. How is this happening? That's yeah, that whole that whole this it's also like kind of the tale of like asking the right questions and being like almost like a jobber in some spaces because like I got that gig with the higher brothers because I ended up tour managing and DJing for Keith Ape in Asia when EG Mock came out oh shit yeah it was did you do the South by Southwest show no that was before I got on that was right before I got on um I I was there for that and I was oh yeah fuck like, no, I did yeah. his first, his first like six, eight city Asia run. Mm. And that was, yeah, it was interesting. But yeah, I mean, it was just like, 
you know, this is a cool space to be in. It got me like a cool visa and stuff. And I, I, you know, I, they're all good people, but it's not necessarily like the music that I would, even, even if it was in English, like, it's not like the music that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in a certain space and everything like that. So, right. um, but yeah, that was an interesting time. That's another podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy, but it's just like some of the stories as far as like just the, the business side of things and certain things that went on during that time on tour was really interesting. So yeah, it's for another time. <laughs> we got to have you back. There's no yeah, two ways about it, man. Please Absolutely. come back and join us. Yeah, um, man. Thank you. We got a lot more. We got a lot more we got to talk about with you. Um, I think we're pulling up on two hours right now, so I don't want to yeah. keep you too much longer. I know uh, you're, on, you're on East Coast time, so it's a little bit later. Um, yeah. Let everyone know where they can find you on social media. So uh, it's Matthew Law Official on on uh, Instagram and TikTok, which I just started TikTok. So oh, word. Hey. Yeah, I hey. mean, it's, it's something, you know. <laughs> uh, um, just just because I've been doing these kind of like uh, live drum video situation, drum machine stuff. And then on Twitter, it's Matthew Law underscore. Those are the three platforms that I gravitate towards, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. anything oh, and twi- oh, oh, Twitch. If I do go back on Twitch, it's Matthew Law FNF. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matthew, anything else you want to promote while you got the mic, man? Um, <laughs> good, good question. Uh, yeah, Rumble EP coming out in February, uh, end of February, possibly early March, with that song Unturned on it. Um, FNF, a eight-year anniversary, December 18th here in Philly. And I don't know, man. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me. I thank I, you, man. I've gotten the chance to like. I just I, I think amazing thing that has come out of the digital age is the um, well the the age of the the COVID times is being able to make these like cross country, national international connections mm-hmm. via what we all do. And you know, I just appreciate y'all for having me, man. Thank you so much, man. Pharrell. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The honor is, is likewise, man. This is, uh, this has been fucking great. Uh, you got to open, open invitation. Anytime you come out West, man. Thanks, um, man. Thank you. Without a doubt. And, uh, we got to get you back. I've said that seven times now we'll be <laughs> back next week. Um, we don't know who we have next week. I don't think, but we're going to be out in Vegas. Uh, we should take a sec to promote that. Um, we're going to do the podcast most likely out in Vegas. If we can squeeze some time in next week, Wednesday, we have, uh, you'll be listening to this on Monday. We'll be out in Vegas Monday. Feel free to hit us up. Uh, going to be doing some DJ meetup stuff out there as well as Wednesday. We're on the record for Nick Lopez's paradise fever, a tribute to Larry Levan and the paradise garage sound. That's a mouthful. That's perfect. Uh, anything else we need to say? Nick, can you announce the surprise guest? No. Mean, no, no, no. There's a surprise guest. <laughs> There's a surprise guest. It's, it's not Travis and Colin either. It's, it's no, a- if you're ahead, you should definitely come through. Yeah, yeah. How much are flights? <laughs> Gotta be right cheap. now. Gotta be right now. <laughs>
Yeah. They're real cheap right now. If you, you can make it, Vegas, we got a room for you. It would be I've, I've, I've never played in Vegas before. I would love to check. I've never been to Vegas before. I really oh. want to check it out. Come oh. through, my guy. Come, hey. Come through. Yeah. We'll, show, Come we'll show you all around. Yeah. Bet, bet, we'll bet, show you bet. a good time. <laughs> yeah. like Boys are basically locals ball. at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, everyone check out Matthew Law. Make sure you go listen to Unturned. I fuck with that heavily, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing that EP. Same. Um, Travis, anything? Go socks. We should say go socks. Yo, okay. Go socks. Go sky. Okay. <laughs> go Justin. Um, the Chicago sky, that is. Mm-hmm. Go Justin Fields. Fuck Matt Nagy. Did you hear me? Fuck Mac Nagy. <laughs> yeah, I can't even say his name right. I can't even say his name right. Fuck Matt Nagy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bulls. Right. We're making we're making a nice little preseason run. I like oh, it. It's like just a, preseason, but we're looking like all right. A, looking all right. As um, don't look bad. Go Sox again. Let's just say that again. Go Sox. Uh, oh, and we dropped a bunch of merch too. Oh, uh, merch yeah, with uh, Vague Alien. <laughs> Vague Alien uh, is a is a dope brand. Dope brand. We're doing a collab with her. Uh, yep. It's called uh, Vacation. That's yep. our collab right now. You can go to um, vagealien.com to, to pick that up if you want to order it. Yep. Uh, if you want to pick it up physical, if you're in Portland, uh, come out to District on Thursday. And we will have some nice. with us in Vegas, too. So, yes. yes. Uh, uh, Men on Vacation Paradise Fever Superstore will be open. Superstore. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, Matthew, if you have any merch you want to send out to Vegas, we'll sell it as well, man. We're, we're all fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I just it. want to send you all some shirts. If I got some FNF shirts left, we can talk about Simon. Might, yeah. I might have some stuff left. Yeah, hit oh, us man. up. Nice. Nice. We got merch. We'll send right back. Vice of we got we got we got merch we yeah got- <laughs> boy do we there's one thing <laughs> there's something yeah, there's we got one. it's merch that we do have yeah uh gentlemen this has been a real treat excellent pod thank you matthew for joining us yeah um, man. and everyone stay safe get that fucking bread get the bag hey uh, yeah. shout out to my auntie shout out to my auntie who had trade yeah. yes we're gonna say that real quick when we're gonna gloss right through that shout out to her shout out to my fam yes sir yes absolutely um we'll see y'all next week